0: Hello and welcome once again to the Leeds That Podcast, ahead of Game Week 2 of the 2022-23 season. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by James. Hello. And Rocco. Hello. Coming up, we will discuss our season curtain raiser with Wolverhampton Wanderers. We'll look ahead to our away fixture with Southampton, have a little roundup about what's been going on in the world of Leeds United, and maybe play a little game or two. I'm joking, it's just one. Just one little game. Anyway, how are you doing, guys? Smug. As a
1: bug? I don't know what the phrase is. I am smug. In a rug. Thrilled. You're, you're
2: <laughs> snug as You're thrilled. I'm thrilled. Not in anything, just thrilled. Thrilled, very happy, pleasantly surprised. What were you surprised
0: about? Leeds winning. <laughs> the tactics working. Yeah. I've just remembered what you're smug about, which is worse. So the tactics did work. Hey, I did my homework. Should start with oh. that let's hear it, Gagan, Gagan Pressing
1: so, hang on, fill anyone who's not listened before what, you, what this is about, okay so
0: if you've never listened before or not listened last week I said I'm going to look up for homework what Gagan Pressing is because historically I haven't maybe invested in uh, or been able to say the words Jesse Marsh well and so now I have decided to learn more about what it is that i am supposed to be watching <laughs> and i watched an informative video by the athletic which referenced gagan pressing so i thought i'd go back as a piece of homework and understand what gagan is and it, it it explains a lot really it it just means counterpressing really high up the pitch uh which could also be seen as exposing yourself to long balls over the top constantly and repeatedly. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, such as in the fifth minute of the game if we're going to go through it in order.
1: That, that's such a leads that way. Maybe we should release a video explaining that side of it instead.
0: It's an accepted pitfall of that system. And I think, you know, when people said, oh, they've worked Bielsa out, and I, I yeah, hadn't taken long as it to bring up Bielsa. and that took quite some time or maybe not as long when we got into the Premier League to work it out but you don't have to work out this it's, it's pretty simple, you don't need to be a Premier League manager because we can all figure it out, it's, it's a narrow system with a high press that if you put a diagonal ball over into the area where we're not defending, or if so if, we've, if you, we've not managed to press you off the ball, then you're going to find some space, simple's mm-hmm. It's mad, isn't it, how we've gone from gaping holes through the middle of the pitch and now we've got gaping holes down the sides of the pitch, which is probably less dangerous, I suppose. Well, I think that the gaping holes in the middle of the pitch were not intentional. Mm. And these gaping holes, I would argue, aren't holes because we have a a core, so they're gaping areas on the side rather than particular holes. But yeah, they, they are kind of an... They're not what we want. You don't like in an ideal situation. That doesn't happen any times in the game because the counter press works every time. But it is a likely byproduct of our counter pressing, gegen pressing. So's winning. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And that's potentially how it has to be viewed because that was actually a system that we thought we were going to have to get used to before. it. So we're going under the previous regime. It was we're going to outscore you. We're going to score, 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 and we will concede, potentially. And I think, actually, we need to get our head around that being a a thing in this, that we are likely potentially to score more goals playing this way. But we are incredibly vulnerable, and we did not play the best team in the league on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see, uh, quoting maybe Angus and... Andrea, from their interviews last week, just how pragmatic we will be able to become further in those games where teams will have way more of the ball and will be honours and have the kind of players who will punish us every single time if they got through in the ways that Wolves did on Saturday. So that's gagan Pressing. Gagan Impressing, that's what I would say. <laughs> Anything uh, uh, new or quirky that you noticed about your match day experience, first of all? Because I think some people, like not everyone, but some people will listen to podcasts to recap what they've been able to do, but some people might be unable to attend games and
1: Did, digital tickets, that felt a bit like Y2K, didn't it? Like the world was going to implode when we use them, but everyone's all right. Everyone got in okay. Just big queues, wasn't it,
2: but... I think that'll sort itself out when everyone gets a bit more confident in the system. We're all getting
0: searched as well, not very rigorously, but I don't think that was there last season, was it? It was an interesting search. Like we were like, oh, can we go to this? Because there's an empty gate. There was a queue at one gate, then an empty gate next to it. So we always go to the empty gate and we just walked. It was like, no, 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 I need to search. You're like, well, here you go. I was searching. like, yeah, yeah, it's OK. Just go. I'm, like, oh, I'm not sure really what they're paid
2: to do. Uh, an interesting quote for me was um, before the match, uh, the, in the warm-up, the shooting practice was miles better. Like, there was scoring, whereas last season, no one ever scored. It was ridiculous. Um, so that was, that was a very good
0: early start. I was impressed. Um, my father-in-law was impressed initially by the new new mini micro pop-up bar that we have doing Moretti's that have the machine mm. that uh, infuses the uh, beer from the bottom. And we, we went to check it out. <laughs> so this machine should be a self-serve machine where you select the thing you want. It then releases the beer from the machine once you've paid on the contactless pad. But due to issues that I experienced, and I'm sure many others do inside Ellen Road, they can't get a Wi-Fi connection on the machine. (laughs) And they had to pay for a man to stand with the machine (laughs) to enter it into the machine, the thing automatically. Sorry, actually, manually. They had to do it manually. And a pound of Moretti uh, from this beautiful device is six
1: of your English pounds. Plus plus admin fee to look after the guy operated
0: it. And the guy explained, well, how does it do it then? He's like, think of it like a tomato ketchup bottle <laughs> <laughs> so there you go <laughs> that's squeezy one or an old-fashioned one the squeezy what not yeah the squeeze like that's the hole you've got a hole in the bottom of your cup or oh, does he it me- out like a little seal or
1: oh, does okay. he does he mean excessive amounts of water when
0: you first use it he didn't mean well it's about as flat as a <laughs> bottle of ketchup but yes that was interesting and I think we'll probably maybe talk about this a bit later on. The interview that the square ball and Dan Moylan did with Angus Kinnear, he talked, he referenced that for now, the match day experience will remain traditional. <laughs> um, and I think maybe when we dabble into these worlds, although I used for the first time the self serve thing from like order and going to a collection point, and that worked really well. So you look very happy when I was helping you
1: put ketchup and mayo on. On your chips. That was a three-man effort. It was a three-man effort. <laughs> Someone... Doesn't hold the chips. <laughs> I'm <laughs> scared of that
2: system. I'm not going anywhere near it. I just it's can't taken be bothered. me it's taken me a year to pluck up the courage. So uh...
1: <laughs> you can tell you can tell the ones that are getting older. None of us want to use these new machines.
0: Luddites was a phrase that I saw used today for people who um, have a plastic card issued by the club with a QR code on, but. I'm not throwing shade on anyone. You, uh, you do what you've got to do. Anyway, so we get in. There's all the optimism. It was great because um, we got to give a warm reception to a, hero- a heroine, a lioness. Wow, that, yeah, was nice. that was nice. It was really nice. Um, and it roused us so much that we went behind within five minutes. What do you put that down to? Other than the thing I've already explained. What do you put it down to? Christensen. Well, let's...
2: Put this- <laughs> Was that nerves? Was it like... I think he was over keen. I think he, and he, he just got caught out. I think like people have described it like he was muscled off the ball, but I don't think he was at all. Not from my view. He just steamed in thinking he was going to get there when really he should have known he wasn't going to get there first. And the guy just sort of, yeah, I don't know what happened really, rode it or flicked it over him or something, but... Nah, that was just that was poor
1: it was a bad start for him felt for him it was a good game in the in for them in terms of we still got a result out of it yeah it was a big kind of um a big welcome to the premier league like the, these players in this league are upper level to what they'll be used to playing week in week out elsewhere yeah rasmus uh brendan aronson tyler adams all of them really so i think it's not that they don't have the ability to play with players at that level clearly because they played well on, on Saturday but there's just a bit of time to get used to it and I think not glad that he got caught out but I'm glad we still managed to win and him live through that mistake so it's like if you get a promotion
0: at work and you suddenly work at another level there's an adjustment period isn't there and like your class has been identified I mean I wouldn't know speak from experience I'm just I'd assume that that's what it's like but Brendan Aronson did say that you know he essentially paraphrased and said yeah everyone's really good in the Premier League aren't they so, uh,
2: <laughs> it, it, so it was a bit unf- like I think he's anxious as well he wants to make a big impression and, and you know it, it probably did look like a 50-50 at first but yeah it, in the end obviously he's oversold himself but let's let him off well you, he made I'll up for it didn't he I'll tell you look
0: class all game though Matt didn't Rock out of, out of. <laughs> yeah Mr uh, Mr Rocker he, he was great out of place no, he was brilliant.
2: I uh, I I really like him. It's funny because I said to my mates um before the season started that everyone would love him till September and then he'd be hated. Um so yeah, I've clearly fallen into the trap because he was he was brilliant. He's got a lovely left foot. Just like when some players pass the ball, you can tell they've got quality. And
0: yeah, he, he was great. So I am one over. Well done. Well that was that was easy. I was expecting some resistance about tyler adams did he win everyone over
1: yeah he, he did the simple stuff and he did it well didn't he? he did his job and the thing that we've all questioned to this point is can he do his job in the premier league um so you can't ask for more really i thought he was good there's got to be an adjustment time uh allowed for all of them and a fitness thing as well it's first game of the season they they all looked tired at the end and you know we do run a significant amount so I think
2: Adams covered more distance than every player in the Premier League, apart from one, at the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought he, I thought he got better actually as the game went on. I thought he was sort of a bit on the periphery at first. He was not really getting to to break up the play or influence things in there. But then, yeah, I think as the game wore on, he he got better and
0: better and played an important part in the winner, didn't he as well? I found the first part of the first half in, and the first part of the second half. Incredibly frustrating. I think having conceded early and seen what the frailties were in the system, when you're at that stage of game one of the season, you think, good God, this is this is going to be a long season if we're going to be. Let's not dress it up. Wolves might be really rubbish. They've ended last season on a poor run. they finished in the top half. You can only compare what's in front of you, really. They should be, really, a solid staying up kind of side. So those are the kind of sides that we're going to need to take points off at home if we're going to stay up. Ultimately, it, it won't be, like last season, the fixtures against the top six that are going to be the ones that really define where we end up. So to come out of it, it, it with, with the win is huge, but it felt like all of the frailties were on show for a little while, but I mean, that's where the credit is due, that we really grew into the game in that first half and created decent openings and the the goal was from quite a few of them being pretty much an out-and-out nuisance.
2: Yeah definitely the the, the character that the players showed was really impressive and you know we've we've become used to it under Bielsa's players and and the same with with the new lads you know to, to concede like that was the absolute nightmare start and yeah, they, they worked themselves back into it and and by the end of the first half, I think we we deserved to equalize and and things were working well. And like you say, that that equalizer was was archetypal Jesse Marsh football, really. You know, that high pressing, winning the ball and actually in the opponent's box, you know, not only Aronson there, but the left winger Harrison popping up, you know, right. Right center to
1: get the <laughs> the worst assist that there'll be this season, probably. Great, it worked. I think that's what I really enjoyed about the pressing was that I don't I don't think people are used to it yet as well. Like no one really sort of cheers us doing the press or like gets behind us. You know, there's often times where you would see a, a player and you'd want them to put them under pressure and you'd be like, "Go on, go on, get get into it." But no, no one's really got that yet. But that's the actually the exciting part when we're out of possession, like quite high up the field. It's dangerous territory for other teams and I feel like Ellen Road if you can get behind them at that point it'll become it'll become a fortress and that's what I, th- I think they need that the players definitely definitely need the crowd I had some people
0: outside cheering when Fulham scored I was like come off here <laughs> like unless you've got Mitrovic in, as your captain then there's no good reason to be uh, cheering I like I know it's too early but every game is uh, equal isn't it but it feels like they're weighted heavier once you see where your season's ending up. But actually, obviously, every game defines. So I want those kind of teams to be losing every game. Like Man United or Scum, however you call them. Well, they're not having the best of starts, are they? But that that, that then annoys me because then I go, All right, well, Brighton have already got three points as well. Yeah, yeah. Nah, they're welcome to them. Well done, Brighton. I certainly wasn't cheering on those who play in red, but it is what it is. So, yeah, we've grown into the ascendancy. We've done really well. We probably, I don't know, we need half time because we need a rest in this kind of situation. But we we were in a good moment. Elan's made a couple of great saves again. I was screaming offside, but no one's ever said offside about that ever since. So uh, I, I assume it was just a great save. Come out and then we didn't seem to be able to get hold of that round thing. For about 20 minutes. I don't think that was in the plan. Yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? I remember like
2: the first time Leeds attacked, it like felt weird seeing like the players looked really tall because they were so close to us. Like it'd been 20 minutes before I'd seen any players. Yeah, it was a it was a weird period. But yeah, Melier again, like you say, end of the first half, and then that save as
1: well for header. He's just brilliant. I love him. Because we were under so much pressure in that second half, you sort of forget at times how close we did actually come as well like in the first half bamford could have scored quite easily that back post and that would have put us in the put us in the lead I think at that point so it it was a game that kind of was probably more balanced than we give it credit but yeah I didn't like that 20 minutes it was a bit like I'll tell you what though was it did feel like come on we need to change something and then Marsh did change something whereas I think before it got to a point with Bielsa where we, oh, sorry, we're going back to Bielsa. We got to a point where it's like you wanted a change and then the change came and then it was something really underwhelming that didn't make sense. Tyler Roberts. So, but, but, you know, it was like click coming in and, it, and straight away that made us more effective higher up the pitch. That took the pressure off our defense. And then, you know, we got a second goal. So it worked. And I think, I think for me that that's it as well as it's when the systems, not going right what can you do not necessarily fix it in those areas but where can you fix it elsewhere in, in on the field to kind of help us progress and score more goals I guess and that's ultimately what we did I think
0: the reason we keep talking about last season in particular is that we have such a small sample of games yeah. though thus far under Jesse March. So we can't talk about defined periods because the last the end of last season was a mishmash of those kind of players. There were still the injury bits and trying to get ideas through whilst consolidating and securing your place in the Premier League. So this as an individual instance of a game was our first competitive game with his players under his system in front of our own eyes so it's natural to make comparisons whereas when we were talking about Bielsa we weren't sat we might not have been doing a podcast to be fair but no one was sat, sat around having a chat about how it compared to Heckenbottom's tactics because no one cared about Heckenbottom's tactics it was just dire football that the provided very little in the way of entertainment whereas now we've seen something concerted for such an amount of time that it's natural to make these comparisons but if if Jesse Marsh stays beyond the prediction of November that we had it in the uh, 15th minute um, <laughs> then there will be a volume of games and if we have periods where form dips or really comes on then we will compare within that but at the moment we don't have anything else to compare to so that's why we say Bielsa every other word And uh, I'll tell you something that that we didn't touch on that kind of almost defined the whole game of sorts in a nutshell. The really high pressing bit, Bamford's forced the keeper to almost dribble it into his own goal. Oh, yeah. He's done so well, pulled it back to Harrison, who dwelt on it, which so that's, it's been a bit of a typical of almost everybody. And then bang, bang, punt upfield, they're in. So it was like, oh, there you go. And I'll tell you, if some, if one of their players had gone down at the end of that move, then it would have been an absolute <laughs> game in a nutshell as well. So, yeah. um, But we did get into it and you've touched on the subs. How impressed were you with the substitutions that Jesse Marsh made? I was absolutely...
2: Um... Very, very much impressed. It was, it was brilliant. Um, so, like, the click substitution is is obviously the headline grabber, but, like, bringing on Gelhart, Somerville and Greenwood, um, I just think that really helped us see out the game. I thought all three of them were excellent. I think he did it at the right time. It's funny as well because I was I was screaming, well, not screaming, but I was saying to my dad, he, you know, he needs to take Bamford off, and he, he kept him on, kept him on, and then he, he got the cross to to get the winning goal um so
0: i thought jesse played a blinder it was it was really impressive people often criticize rodrigo for his uh, pressing efforts I, d- I don't tend to notice that too much and and i know that you all have to be able to do it and then his individual game is getting in the box and scoring i thought he had a good game on saturday do you want me to put some tumbleweed effect in, Paul? <laughs>
2: no good. I, didn't think, I didn't think he did, to be honest. Uh, I, didn't, but, I didn't even think he had a good game when he scored a hat-trick against Cagliari. Uh, <laughs> so what's it going to take then? Well, it's just got, I don't know. Just There were so many misplaced passes and dwelling on the ball when he's got a chance to shoot. Obviously, when he did shoot, he scored. And yeah, thanks Rodders for that. But yeah, I, nah, I thought he struggled, but I, th- I thought a few of them did. I think collectively we did brilliantly, but like Bamford, I thought Bamford had a bad game, to be honest, apart from setting up the goal. I think he struggled. I do feel like when I go through the plays individually, I, am, I feel quite critical of them, but actually as a team, like I'm, I'm thrilled with them. It's a bit of a weird one. Bamford's been out for a year. So is that mm. what's explaining that?
0: No, no, no. It's second
2: season syndrome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like that. You're going to bring that up a lot, aren't you? That's going to be a a thread. Until until I do a
1: a typical U-turn and... Yeah. Um, he, he Mark, he's it. It. I feel I feel completely different about Bamford. I thought it just showed you how much we've been lacking a forward on the field. Like doing the right things in the position that you want a forward to do where it's quick layoffs. Yeah, there's a few things that didn't come off, but there's a few things that didn't come off for a lot of players on on the field. So but I think we've got this like real high expectation of Bamford now, and there's pressure on him because we wouldn't put pressure on Gellhart, he's the golden boy, you know, it's like, so I do feel like he gets a bit of a rough ride and that ball that Jack Harrison played in to him in the, he like floated a lovely ball from the left in the second half and he was so close, like it was a cracking save by their keeper and I just think that would have absolutely nailed it for him and everyone would have been shouting about Patrick Bamford in that game but as it is, we're not and Rucker. <laughs> Says he's got a second season syndrome. Well, there was the one in the
2: it was the one in the first half when uh, I think it was Rocker played a beautiful ball. What a player he is, by the way. <laughs> played a beautiful ball over the top and Bamford, you know, failed to control it when when he would have been in, and, and maybe that set the tone for me. But I do agree with you, you could see the difference of having as you know, just in being there helped the team without a shadow of a doubt. And maybe that explains why I'm not happy with him individually, but happy collectively. So his collective effort was
0: grand. Yeah, but his individual game terrible, shocking. But, right, so there's a thread. Then we've got the Rodrigo is poor, but scores. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you have to have a scapegoat, and uh, ours is on loan at QPR. So, why, uh, yeah, why do we need a scapegoat when we've won? <laughs> no, you you only need a scapegoat because it's a like a prerequisite. It's like you need a goalkeeper. <laughs> like you need a scapegoat so it's okay it's okay Rocco was lining up Rocker to be a scapegoat but I sent him a twitter video of one minute and 39 seconds of him making glorious forward passing so uh, that
1: video is hilarious though because there's like loads of passes where he just I, I'm sure there's one that's a misplaced
0: black pass in it as well yeah but it goes to someone accidentally so I, I might not have included that, if I, but I don't have them kind of editing skills. So I watched that video in the
2: end, and I don't think it had, which made me doubt whether it actually was Rocker who played that ball over the top to Bamford,
0: because that wasn't in it. Don't doubt it, just embrace it. I will. Yeah, and then, uh, like you say, he's busted gut, got on the end of that cross, and uh, I had Aronson in my fantasy team. I still think he got a touch, but you've got to be there to put the pressure on the defender, otherwise he's not going to, Otherwise it's an easy clearance or the keepers. So he's been at the right place. It's it's his goal in all but name, isn't it? What I can't believe is
2: how quick they were to take it off him and like why they were even looking at it so closely to try and take it off him. Like any normal person sees that goal and they just think Ariton scored. That's it. Like, why do they have to freeze frame it to try and take the goal thing?
1: Well, it's a, it's a great point, that, Rocco, because VAR didn't even take a look at uh,
0: Rasmus Christian almost being de- <laughs> decapitated in the first half. I so tell you, did take a look. Tons of people on your cheeky, uh, cheeky tweet, <laughs> didn't they? Did it good in there, didn't you, Jimbo? Yeah,
1: there was a, a few tweets that, that did well. Thanks for everyone engaging. Thanks for all our new followers as well. We
0: went up to 5,000. Hefty heights. That means that there's the four we know about and four thousand nine hundred ninety six uh, <laughs> unusual sorts out if, there as well. If everyone paid us a pound, Rocco could
1: have fish and chips from mm-hmm. pa- Park Fisheries. Park Fishers. <laughs> park Fisheries before every game for the rest of his life, maybe. I don't oh, know.
2: God. If everyone bought one of my, well, all three of my books, then <laughs> I'd retire. <laughs> do they? Do they? Are they available in a bundle? Yeah, 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 I'll do a bum- bundle deal. DM me. S- slide into my DMs and I'll, I'll do your deal. <laughs> That's
1: horrendous. The cheapest plug I've ever heard. Actually, they don't work as a plug. Too, they, when they get paper gets moist, they're uh, <laughs> you know, well, I a, learned
0: yesterday, oh, though, I learned yesterday that if you're using a stud gun to try and find out where your electrical wires are and they are, Excessively crazy, like they're too sensitive. If you put paper in between, it will reduce the interference and make it more effective. So, if you want a cheap stud gun fixer, get Rocco's book any <laughs> of the three of them. I'd recommend the O'Dreary years <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only one I've got. Unbelievable. It's a shipping, they've all sunk, they've all sunk on the way over CK. I'm sorry, what can we do? We'll get on to that. Because that's hilarious. So I think really all that we have left to do is vote for an MVP for uh, Saturday's fixture. Who who of the rosters stood out for you? Most valuable punk, uh,
1: I would say Jesse Marsh for getting going large. <laughs> mm.
0: Jesse giving it large.
1: <laughs> uh, God, that was funny, wasn't it? I don't know what he screamed in that player's face who was flapping around on the floor in another video that did quite well on social media. Um, but
0: it obviously irked large, didn't it? Because I think that's what he was referring to. There's no proof, but when you put filling gaps in this, there's a there's a train of thought that he may have said that Huang is a cheat. And if, you, if we were looking for evidence of this, we may look at any kind of correlation between the amount of time spent on the floor before... L- being behind in a game and the amount of time spent on the floor after. And I think there's a, a bit of a distinct pattern anyway. So annoying, aren't
2: they? I got speaking to two Wolves fans after the game and um, yeah, they said that they, they just find it completely infuriating. They think that they handed the initiative over to us when they started diving and, and rolling around. And I completely agree. I think it's
0: absolutely pathetic. Well, it's, it's that kind of have what you hold and back yourself mentality hope that you can score on the break it's just not what we're used to under either of these systems um that we've we've watched for the last few years one for one game and the other for a bit longer but it's just we've been ingrained to see different things and we just wouldn't tolerate that we got
1: done in a way like that against was it forest at home ages ago under bielsa was it they were a smash and grab weren't they um, and it the, the the away one but it was definitely there's definitely a home game and it was mm. it was very much like that where it was yeah it was quite constant, early i think constant time wasting and then they just yeah they just got oh, their wow. one chance you are right there was
0: a foresty one where, anyways yeah
1: it, it felt it felt like that
0: you wouldn't but recognize we... Nottingham on forest now though cuz they've signed an entire new squad <laughs> yeah it's nuts, that isn't it it's the way you reward players for promotion. Anyway, who's your MVP? Well, I was actually going to go
2: for Jesse, but I feel I feel like I'll change now. To um, I'll go with I will go with Aronson because um, I yeah I think he probably was our best player. I thought he he was really really good. I think he's just so dynamic, and you know when he when he receives the ball, he can just turn and he's away in an instant. He's rapid. He's good. I'm just repeating everything James said last week about about him in the friendly. But yeah, he was he was excellent, and Andy got the winning goal. So someone behind me described
1: him as like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> in what way? I think Literally. just just because he's just yeah, so like uh, I don't know, yeah, w- wavery how he goes past
0: people, isn't he? Uh, I love that touch that was behind him. That he kind of yeah. dragged and, and then got into the space. That was he's gonna win over a lot of hearts. Yeah, we're going to be really sad when it gets sold for £70 million in a couple of years. We don't sell players for £70 million. We look at the broad average value that Manchester City play for players and accept that. Or we sell it to teams for far less than that rather than ones that have actual money cash. We sell it on the basis of promises and pipe dreams and clubs who sue their own players. Utter, utter insanity. But we can frame it nicely. So you, you've gone Aronson... You went Jesse Marsh, which is an interesting one. I'll go. Oh, do you know who we've not mentioned who definitely won't get this? Pascal Strike. I think he's doing a sterling job filling in at left back, but it's not him that's coming under the criticism. It's the fact that we believe that uh, that that he is the solution there, and even in the short term, to a problem that actually a lot of people still think is a another problem by putting Furpo in. So. I felt he did okay in what he needed to do and with his defensive duties, particularly given that he was the one asked to do the most foreign job to him. So I'll stick up for Strike. I like Strike. He can have it for me because without him, we don't have a left back. So he had to be (laughs) our MVP. Uh, Maybe some people would say with him, we didn't have a left back, but there you go. It's, It's an opinion piece and that is mine. News roundup. then, things that have gone on in the world of Leeds United outside of the game this week. So there were two big interviews with board members, with Andrea Rodrazzani and with Angus Kinnear, one with the Athletic and David Ornstein and Phil Hay and one with um, the Square Ball and quite a lot of interesting nuggets kind of came out of that and equally nothing at all at the same time. It not being disrespectful because it was a brilliant interview, but we didn't. There were no huge, it was quite polit- well answered in a political kind of way that didn't give away, oh my God, I, I had no idea about that. Does that make sense? Am I being, I don't want to sound harsh because I really enjoyed the, the interviews. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, and
2: yeah, fair play to them for, for coming out and talking. Um, it definitely made me feel better. Um, yeah, still some stuff that I... Disagree with and and I would pick them up on. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that was said about Bielsa, I'm not sure that it's actually true. I'd like to hear his side of of the story. For example, Radbrzani saying that they both spoke about whether it was time to leave at, at the end of the first Premier League season. I think that's complete nonsense. And he also mentioned about like Bielsa constantly saying that. You yeah, his system will break, will break a team. It's got a sell-by date. I'd love to hear Bielsa say that. I can't imagine he really thinks that. It's his whole philosophy. Like I just don't buy that at all. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. And fair play to them. It's helped, uh, helped my grieving process. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to flush it under the carpet until we lose to Southampton.
0: James, have you, you enjoyed the interviews?
1: Yeah, I thought they're good. Uh, Angus Kinnear always speaks really well, doesn't he? He's like very, very careful in how he answers. And to be fair to him, like he's a Luton fan, isn't he? And uh, and he does. He's not just a suit. He does kind of get football and he gets what it's about for the fans. And you know, and I agree with everything that he said. The decision that they had to make was horrendous. Like, why, why would anyone want to, have to make that decision? And I, you know, I couldn't have done it. else would have been here right now if it, if it, if it was me me running the club and um so I, I think some of the insight was really good and yeah it is it is good just to get clarity on a few things because i think it's just been brewing for so there's like when when things fester a feeling and a mood fester with fans it lingers for a long time and did we did just need to draw a line under a lot of this stuff it's like like you said Rocco there's not there's some things in there that you don't
0: necessarily agree with but that's the way it is now let's just move on there are a few little uh, contradictions, which I think you guys had an explanation for, but it was, it was the Rafinha one where one said he would not play for... Uh, didn't want to go to Chelsea full stop, so he's going to Barcelona. And the other one said he's quite willing to go to Chelsea, but ultimately really wanted to go to Barcelona. So does it matter that they were not on the same page exactly, or does that mm. show that they're not to be trusted? I think probably the situation
2: changed over time. And yeah, when RADS was talking or negotiating with Chelsea, he was maybe open to it, Rafinha, and then he decided he just
1: wanted Barca. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I think as well, it's like there might be an element where to make sure Barcelona come in for the deal, it's like Chelsea are here and they might, you know, he could be interested in going there. So you need to step it up. So, in, in fairness, that's probably done us a bit of a favour to get it over the line. So it was obvious he was always going to go to Barcelona. I think it was...
0: It, Chelsea was never really on the cards, was it? I, th- I will ask that was never really on the cards, was it? <laughs> Jokers. Yeah, so I think great interview, like you say, bit of bit of closure maybe on a few bits and pieces and move forwards. draw a line under it. It's a new season, crack on. Um, people love talking about kits and training wear in Adidas and have a real bugbear with the Adidas thing. Probably not his fault, but when you launch an Awake It, you're not meant to launch it literally into the ocean. <laughs> Although, there'd be quite a lot of people who think that might be the best place for it. Um, so, having seen it in the flesh on Saturday, what do, you, what do you think to our little tie-dye effort? I don't think grown men should wear it. <laughs> but they do. Yeah, kids,
1: fine. Kids, they're into tie-dye and wacky colours and stuff. I think it's the worst kit we've
2: ever had in our history, <laughs> I saw in my life. I'm not being sensationalist about that at all. I hate it. Like I, I in when I saw it on the on Twitter, you know, I I didn't like it. Um but seeing it in the flesh makes it I think it looks even worse. I think the like the shade of lemon just horrible and and like on the back as well like it it's just like fully Lemon, where the number and the name is supposed to go. So that looks weird, like it's there's no consistency. And it just looks just tacky. And yeah, apologies to everyone who's bought it, although you're never going to be able to
1: wear it. So I'm lucky. It's pulse, it's pulse yellow, is the
0: to, color, I believe.
1: To be fair, I've said that it doesn't suit men. And the men I saw in it, it didn't suit. It might suit some men and it'll definitely suit some women and children. But the people
0: I saw wearing it, yeah. Probably shouldn't even go out in public. If you could turn it into a pair of trousers and wear a bum bag with it, and be somewhere in the early nineties, then it might be utterly I, appropriate as a piece I, of attire.
1: I also thought about the trouser thing, like Mister Motivator. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, so they could have
0: at least had the shorts and the socks the same. That was the one bit of the interview that I thought was the cheekiest bit was when Angus went, well, you've got your yellow kit. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like, How dare you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think as well, it's like, they sort of see it, they, they look at it in a very um, a numeric way. It's like these mm. so, these sell, so therefore it works. But it's like, actually... You know, if you th- if they think of it as a business and a brand, you know, it's actually brand damaging. Like a lot of the fans think it's absolute dog shit. Um, So is it worth it for that financial take? I don't know. I, I, I'm not like obsessing
2: about having a yellow kit, but if the yellow was deeper, I think it probably would look all right. But like it just I just
0: think it looks terrible, to be honest, but. So you're throwing literal shade at it because the shade <laughs> is the issue.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really am. And I'm not one to get worked up about kits. And
0: I've not worked up about it. I just think it's crap. He's but, definitely worked up about it. Right. People people get paid so much money for these kind of jobs. And the meeting's gone like this. Right. They really want a yellow. They really want a yellow. But yellow cut as a colour just don't work. It doesn't sell. So um what kind of style will work, well tie-dye's in at the moment, we could do something with tie-dye, how about we take a shade of yellow, that'll pacify them and we'll put it in tie-dye and the kids will like it and that's it and then people have been paid the mega books, and then we've got, well we don't have, the sharks have got it and the the lobsters and other such creatures somewhere in the, where is it? South China Sea. Anyways, there you go. It'll get it, It'll get opened in like a hundred years time, won't it?
1: You know, like with... They were like old old relics.
0: Well, do you want to know what actually happens with these things? It's really useful for science uh, because if if it has opened and they have been released, they get into the ocean currents and they go off in different directions. And where they turn up tells us a lot about ocean currents. That's, that is it interesting. happened. It happened with a shipping container full of rubber ducks, which admittedly may be better for floating across the sea rather than a bunch of uh, rags. But um, we'll see. We'll I, see. I like the idea of them like floating
1: their way to a, a little hidden island with a, a local tribe that just lives on it. And <laughs> yeah, now all of a sudden we've got They're this, all like, Leeds fans. yeah, exactly. We've got like a, our own little tiny tribe of Leeds fans, and then just by some coincidence, there's a picture of Bielsa in there as well, and they <laughs> created
0: this shrine, <laughs> this little cult following in some uh, Indian Ocean island that's now just become. A lead stronghold. Love it. Yeah. Idea. Go there on preseason next season. <laughs> Depends what their human rights record. No, it doesn't actually, does it? <laughs> um anyways. learn more at marines.com transfers transfers relatively quiet we believe that there is an experienced goalkeeper inbound beyond that we're still looking at left back we're still looking at a nine slash ten if the right player exists rocky got any recommendations i'm just i'm just frantically searching for andrea belotti to see what the latest is so you go to james first (laughs) James, you got any recommendations? Any thoughts? Any any hopes after seeing Saturday and seeing our our debt, Maybe talk about outgoings. How important is it that we don't that Click doesn't leave? I really want Click to stay. I think given the five
1: sub role in the Premier League as well, I think he will get enough game time to play at the World Cup. So you know, especially if he comes on, he makes an impact like he did the other day. So uh, yeah, I really don't want him to leave. I think he's actually really important. Yeah, I definitely want Click to stay. He's just ace, isn't he? He's a, he's a cool guy. And beyond that, he's doing a good job for us. He did a good job for us the other day. It's uh, crazy that the bench on uh, Saturday was
2: all kids and Click, like uh, in the Bielsa days. Anyway, going back to Andrea Bellotti, um, very interesting. I've just Googled his name. Uh, and then click news. Um, two days ago, Wolves offer lucrative contracts to Roma target Belotti. Five hours ago, Belotti rejects Wolves' offer. Four hours <laughs> ago, Belotti to sign for Roma despite high wage offer from Wolves. And three, three hours ago, Belotti's Roma transfer to be completed in coming days. Um, what's that got to do with Leeds? you ask? <laughs>
0: Well, it depends. I mean, it's got a lot to do with Leeds because you've talked about it for quite some weeks now. <laughs>
2: I wish you would have gone to Wolves and we'd have
0: seen uh, how much of an idiot I am. I saw Connor Cody's leaving on
2: loan to Everton. Yeah, and he's a Liverpool fan, isn't he? But, that is so weird. Uh, the, uh, the Wolves fans that I was talking to after the game, um, they said that the club's in a comp- like they think they're going down, which maybe I should have talked about during the match uh, chat. But yeah, they think they're in a terrible state. And they say the club's in billions of pounds worth of debt, All the owners are. Um, so yeah, they're very, very worried. So I'm surprised that they've thrown loads of
0: money at Bellotti. Well, from one club in a terrible state to the club currently residing at the bottom of the Premier League table, we are visiting Southampton in a game week two fixture on Saturday. We head to St. Mary's with a head to head record of. 147 drawn 21 and lost 28. Last season we had one of the most awful games at their place when we lost one nil. I look back at the lineup as well; it was so disjointed. It was it was an awful game of football. It was one where being blind drunk probably meant that you didn't have to remember it too too much, and the overall experience of the day overrode the uh, awful football. Anyway. And then last time out, we drew a must-win game, which was frustrating. We drew 1-1 in April um, with one of those Ward-Prowse free kicks that I still, you know, I don't let things go, so I still don't believe it was a foul anyway. But there you go. So that's Southampton. But they dropped, they did the opposite of us at the weekend. They dropped points from a winning position to go on to lose 4-1 to Tottenham away. There is a thread on the Saints web forum about the Leeds game already they they're not looking, they say that this is a must win fixture they say that this is their best chance of winning until basically October time and uh, the quote that stood out to me the most was one that said take him a little one for a first Saints game will be a good lesson to her that life is tough and often full of disappointment so I hope so so uh, yeah Southampton away what what are we thinking I was just going to say it's uh, I think it's a good game to have I think I'm
2: quite pleased that they play similar to us. If the tactics cancel each other out, then it's
0: just whether our players are better than theirs. And I like to think that they are. Could be quite busy in the middle of the pitch if we play very much in the uh, formation that they do. And Harsen-Hutel is of the uh, same pedigree, isn't he? He once described himself
2: as the opposite of Bielsa. Yeah, wow. He's from the same school as Jesse Marsh, the guy who was
1: progressively the next step from Bielsa. Interesting. I've put us down for two on um, win. And I do and I and I had I had us down for two on um, win at Wolves, just thought I'd drop that in there as well. Just make, make sure everyone oh, knows
0: we, that. We were coming back around to that. The predictions bit was uh, like scheduled for later in, in the show, but we'll do it oh. now. No, I should have read the bloody sheet, shouldn't I? But um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't spend my well-earned time
1: writing that for you <laughs> to just go off paste But it's. But it's like, that is, like. <laughs> that's kind of my opinion on the uh, on it though. Is that like I do think we'll win, and I think we'll win because we're a better team. I felt that before, like going into the, the season. Obviously, when we did these, that on paper we were very well. Not even on paper. In reality, last season we were very close to them and should have should have won. Now there is no reason why we shouldn't go into this game and win it. Yes, we're away from home, and that comes with its challenges. It's a long trip, etc. But we've got a big chance of doing it. And I think, didn't we? We hadn't got um, a win until October, was it last last season? And you think yeah, if we can, right. if we can if we can get two at this point, it'd be unbelievable. So a point would be great. Three points would be awesome. And losing wouldn't be the end of the world,
0: but I would be sad. I've got it down for nil-nil. Sorry. uh, I know. I think it was from my frame of mind that last season we drew at home. We lost away and I think we could have improved but only slightly on the previous one. But there's realistically predictions before the season. It's shown what me and Rocco are useless because we thought we'd draw the first one. So maybe maybe James is right. I'll say it. Maybe he is. And Rocco, you've been more optimistic about this fixture as well. What did I say? You've
2: said you oh you said two one as well. Nice. Go on, Leeds. I uh <laughs> I thought we would um I thought we'd get off to a good start actually. Um that's yeah.
1: why that's why there's a lot of losses in your <laughs> predictions in the towards f- the end, yeah. Also, yeah we, also, we call a cliff. <laughs> it's a prediction, not a spoiler. You can't celebrate <laughs> yes. it a week before.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Well, I would have been right, as would you, Paul, if if the Wolves player hadn't scored a known goal. So yeah, we, we, we could stake a claim for one-all uh, on Saturday. Predicted that we would win more home games than ever before um, because we lost, because uh, we won less than ever before in the previous season. So I'm on course for that as well. So yeah, another point in my camp. Is anyone going to Southampton? I don't think I'll ever go to Southampton in my
0: lifetime. I've been three times. Four I think, times. I think I have been to Southampton, actually. What is it, are, you, are you talking about as a place... You will it, never go to Southampton as a place.
1: Yeah, you didn't say, are you going to Southampton Football Club, did you? Haven't you been to Southampton?
0: Didn't you start a cruise from Southampton? Yeah, I did. So, there you go. You've just been <laughs> James busted. Right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's crack on then. Um, Fantasy Football League, I've talked about it a couple of times, but we actually we actually have one. Do we? <laughs> I, I Yeah, you're in it. <laughs> We've been auto enrolled. Tell us about it, James.
1: Oh, God. I didn't know I was supposed to talk about this. Um, yeah. So read we the sheep, man. I don't... Well, I saw the sheep, but I didn't know I had to read it. If you if you go to our website, leadsthat.com, um, there is a link in the menu to join our fantasy football league, which is. Um, hosted by premierleague.com people that listen probably already picked their team but just join our league see how see how you do and we are also going to do some prizes at the end of the season for some winners so we'll think about that let's be honest it's probably going to be some uh, some of Rocco's books because um, he needs rid of those um, so yeah go, go on there take a look ask us on Twitter
0: about it we'll start posting about it on there as well you might not have, have to get rid of them because this winter there could be, there's going to be an energy crisis and they could be very good for burning.
1: That's true. Or just buy them now and use them as a fan. We've got another heat wave coming.
0: Yeah, it's a multi-purpose, basically, yeah. to get you through all seasons.
1: Once you've done, once you've done fanning yourself, will they just burn it to keep you warm? Well,
0: I reckon fan it, read it, burn it. <laughs>
1: Official, official oh, leads that guidance. That
0: could be the tagline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh, dear.
0: Right, it's time for a game, guys. Go on, let's go. Are you excited? Yeah, I'll play yes. the theme tune. Oh, it's nice to hear the jingle. Anyways, so... Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the first handful of episodes of this show four years ago, um, was it four years ago? Three no, it's three years ago, but fourth season. Yeah. Um, in this game, where did they come from? Where did they go? I tell you, name a player and you've got to say who we signed them from and who we sold them to, where they went, when, when, when they left. Permanently left. So, I'll get, let's get started. I'm going to give you one. Derek Lilly... Oh, oh, Rocco, R- Rocco, you know all these. Well,
2: he obviously came from Greenock Morton, obviously, everyone knows that. Where did he go? Where did he come oh. from, Rocco? Sorry, oh. you spoke okay. then. Oh, he came from Greenock Morton. Greenock? I don't know, I said Greenock last time and my dad pulled
0: me up on it. No, I'm so. going with Greenock. Yeah, I, I, I you guys that. are listening. I'll, uh, I'll... I think he went to Hearts, I'm going with. He did not. That's fun. I thought Rocco was going to get every one of these. Damn. Uh, um, do you know what I tried to pitch? I tried to pitch areas that you might not have written about as much, and it was really hard because you've covered most of it. Was <laughs> it a Scottish team? Can have a hint? Oh, yeah. Hints. Okay. No, you need to head south. All right. Carlisle. Further south. Oh. Uh, and way more east as well. I like hosting this game because I get to do... Get to do a bit of uh, geography in it. Um,
1: ah, maybe like where did they come from? Where did they go? Could also be the story of our shirts landing on the island. <laughs> <laughs> um, from a factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did,
2: did Did Lily go to Hearts Online before he joined Lincoln?
1: wants <laughs> <Rock, Rock>, he <laughs> wants to? Do... <laughs>
0: That's the fun bit of this game, because you, you go looking for little little Ws wherever you can get them. Did um, it? I don't know. I don't know, do you? I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, listen. I find out players. This isn't from my memory. This is from research. Okay. Right. Let's from go Doncaster. Hull. Further south. Uh, uh, yeah. Lincoln. Further south. Peterborough. Uh. Further south. You need... We need For to think um, Portsmouth further north he did go to on loan to Hearts, played four games and scored yes. one goal and that was his first move after Leeds I, you know, again Rocco right <laughs> <laughs> let it <we> go Rocco I've <laughs> been incredibly clear on what the rules were right at the start yeah but okay oh yeah Fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fine because it's it's now my game. My M- all. M- all right, all right. MK Dons. No, they didn't exist. All right. was <laughs> that? Uh, uh, End. Wimbledon. No. Right. Listen, we're just going around in circles. You're no, not I getting get anywhere. Go on. Oxford United. Uh. Ah. Yeah, neither of you knew that, so uh, let's move on to a, a more straightforward one then. Carlton Palmer.
2: Hmm. Well, it came from it came she- from Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Where did he go? Oh, I know. He- Do you know, James?
0: Um, uh, well, I think I know. I'm going to say, well, I, I guess i like I think it's Southampton. It is Southampton, well done. That yeah. one was markedly faster than the, the previous one. <laughs> Which I got uh, out He's been to Southampton anyway. All right then, Rod Wallace. Easy. Where did he come from? Southampton. Where did he go? Did he go to Rangers? Yes. Well, well done. It's it's still all level. This still all level, it, because it's a competition, obviously. Uh, got two more. Peter Sweeney. Oh,
2: I love this one. Ah oh, no, I'm going to be cut out by this lone thing again, aren't I? Ah um,
0: oh, God. <laughs> I've chosen a range of players to demonstrate um just how crazy our last 20 years of history has been with the, with the uh, ups and downs um, the, sorry Go signing on. Peter Sweeney at a time felt like a hmm, bit of promising I think he came. Rocco looks like Rocco looks like that evil villain
1: he's holding his eyebrows concentrated looks like that <laughs> villain from the original Superman film when you do that <laughs> Lex Luthor Lex Luthor. Uh, is it Lex Luthor in the original? I don't know. I'm I always I always think of Lex Luthor from Smallville Bald, but anyway. Yeah, well he probably is. Right. That's not um, a quiz. Sorry. Right. Did
2: he come from Grimsby?
0: He did not. Ah.
2: Did he
1: go to Grimsby? He did. Yeah. Rocco. Where did he come from? That's the uh, question. He came he came from his mother's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Oh <laughs> God!
0: And before that, <laughs> yes. Um, this is I terrible. Going, I'll, I'll tell you. If if me and you were playing, oh no, he went. He came from oh, Stoke. Jesus! It did come from Stoke. <laughs> I love the excitement. It's great. Last one, Rui Marquez Oh, jeez.
2: Oh, ah. That's, a, that's Manuel Rui Marquez That's hard Can we just guess the country? Y, if you like As a starter for 10 um, Portugal?
0: No Angola? No, good guesses though At least you've gone with logical guesses I like that but I'm going to go for um, um,
2: Oviedo As the it, team he came it, from No, it, 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 it was Portugal, yeah okay uh rio ave no
0: bovista no Uh um, james i i do you know why i said no oh, uh, yeah yeah my geography failed me i was thinking of malmo i was thinking of sweden i read the read the word from so <laughs> i was like strange what was he doing in sweden <laughs> maratino crack i remember playing them um, in the uh I era. we did we so and i knew that Maybe I thought when we played them that they were from Sweden as well. Maybe I just don't know anything about anything. Mm. Anyways, where he went, I'm not going to let you dwell on this one, because he never went anywhere. We were it. Really? Yeah, didn't know that. No. Wow. I feel, um, I feel bad felt you track him down
2: and interview him. Yeah, well, it's weird that because he played his last game for us in the promotion season um, Grayson dropped him after like we'd only conceded two goals but he dropped him after about eight games and then he never played again and yeah, that was the end of his career
0: Jeez There's Great really... quiz Thanks Well I you... hope it was as fun to listen to as it was to do Why do you say this with that tone every time after each game? <laughs> I because know. I think it, it, it had a bit of like, stop
1: doing that there's a little bit of like annoyed with yourself, isn't there, for not getting them all right? I think that's part of it. When you finish it, on me not guessing anything, you did really well, James. I got rangers. I'm just, I, 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 yeah. I always feel the embarrassment of getting it wrong, whereas I should just have a go.
0: I sent. Believe in him, yourself. I'll confess this. I sent James a message saying that I think Rocco is going to spoil this game by knowing everything, so I'm just going to like lie about a couple of them and be adamant about <laughs> it. But it turned out you weren't as good as I thought you were going to be. So it's all right. <laughs> what? Well, you- I was quite. I was quite proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. You, no, you should be. You did really well. I just thought. Uh, I just didn't want the game to be ruined by that and instead you ruined it by being really sarcastic about it afterwards so (laughs) (laughs) right so let's finish with a word let's finish with the word for the week game week one is done we're doing all right what's your word as we enter game week
2: two momentum we have picked up Picked up with some momentum and we have some momentum now and we're going to take it into Southampton and
1: we're going to kill them. Come on. <laughs> that escalated. <laughs> t- turned into uh, tribal crimes. Just kill everyone in Southampton. Wow. I knew this was coming. Why didn't I think about this? Um,
0: don't know. We've never done this feature before either, have we sir?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what to say other than... Just continue, continue doing what we're doing, continue improving. The players are good enough. I think they just have to believe in themselves. Uh, a lot of that in football is that, isn't it? It's like you hear of players that were rejected, like even Luke Ayling at by Bristol City's tiny manager. Um, and it's all about self-belief, isn't it? It's like coming away and thinking that you can do it. And I think the players will take a lot from, from the Wolves game and uh, hopefully
0: they can continue in winning ways. You made me start thinking this in my mind. Hold be close to Tiny Manager. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he now? Is he Sunderland or somewhere? Are we on about Lee Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. My word is glee. I took a lot of glee from uh, Saturday, and I'm hoping that there'll be a lot of glee coming up. And glee is a really Good, watchable American uh, show. (laughs) So uh, with a lot of lovely cheesy phrases. So it reminds me of the situation that we found ourselves in. So enjoy that one. Have a great week and speak soon. Network.